I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast. You may hear a little bit of background noise today. This is being recorded in Richmond Green. So I thought I'd pop over to Richmond. I haven't been here for a few years. I lived here for 10 months, many years ago. I use the word lived very lightly. It was a prison I was in at the time called Latchmere House, which like many of the London prisons is now a housing development. Latchmere House was one of those prisons where the guys could go out to work. And when we was back early, rather than going into prison, we'd come over onto this green and you'd always find a con or two sitting there just sort of enjoying the sunshine or, or even enjoying the freedom. A really surreal episode happened one day when I was walking away from this green. One afternoon I was making my way back and there was this little car, I'm sure it was a Fiat. I thought, that don't have to look like Mick Jagger. And there was a letterbox the other side of the crossing. And the guy in the motor let me cross, bibbed his own, waved me over, undone his window. And it was Mick Jagger. And he went, yeah, mate. I can't do impressions. Yeah, mate, you couldn't put this letter in the letterbox for me. Could you save me getting out? It felt like I was sort of walking in my own dream. And I just went, uh, yeah, of course. And he drove off without seeing if I actually put the letter in the letterbox or not. And you try going back to a prison telling a load of cons that Mick Jagger just asked you to put a letter in a letterbox for him. Not only did they not believe it, I weren't too sure whether I was telling the truth myself. That's enough skipping down memory lane. Let's talk about this week's artist. 
and I say artist with a little smile on my face because I know that Alex May Hughes doesn't like to refer to herself as an artist. She's a sign painter. She refers to herself as a sign painter. And for now, that's exactly what she's going to stay. I've met Alex a couple of times. I went to her old studio in Park Royal and today's episode was recorded in her new studio in Brentford. Most of the episodes that I've recorded on Mizogart Podcast are with what most would call conventional artists, those that work features in galleries. But my intention always was to have other artists whose work wouldn't necessarily be found on the white walls of a gallery. I always wanted people like Alex, who are sign makers, and Emily Malice, tattooist, graphic designers, fashion designers. And I first come across Alex May Hughes's work when I was sorting out Emily Malice working on some artwork for me for Face Value 3, which was about eight or nine months ago now. And in between us, sending messages to and fro, she put up on Instagram this beautiful hand-painted sign that she takes with her when she's travelling around venue to venue doing her tattoo work. She had stated that it was Alex May Hughes, so I looked her up and fell in love with her work straight away. I mean, seriously, who doesn't appreciate a beautiful piece of sign-painted glass? It's bold, classy and elegant. We didn't touch on it in this episode, but I asked Alex May Hughes to be in my Face Value 3 show, and she manipulated a piece of artwork for us. The artwork was called Return to Sender. She took the glass out of its frame. She painted exactly that, Return to Sender, in bold pink lettering. And when the glass was placed back over the artwork, that beautiful text sort of imprisoned the image behind There's a few workshops that I really would like to take part in and sign painting is definitely one of them. And that's exactly how Alex got into sign painting herself. But let her tell you more about that in this episode. So come and join me in the studio of Alex May Hughes. So I'm in the new studio with Alex May Hughes. Um... Your last studio was in, was it Park Royal? Uh, yeah, Perryvale, but it's like literally just down the road. It's divided by Hangar Lane Roundabout. It's very close, yes. And now uh, this one, as you were just saying, several minutes away from your home. Yes. Nice studio. A lot you. of light for you. Yeah. Um, I've got a set of seven questions that I ask every person I speak to. Okay. The first one is, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Usually I say to people that I'm a sign painter, but sometimes that's not necessarily as in-depth. It's not fair because I do a very narrow part of sign painting where I pretty much exclusively work on glass and I do a lot of gold leaf work and mother of pearl and stuff like that. But, you know, your average jobbing sign painter will be painting brick and wood and Mm. going up ladders and doing all that kind of stuff, working on site, and I don't tend to do a lot of that. Um... So yeah, once I kind of mention I do gold leaf work and stuff like that, it kind of maybe elevates it ever so slightly in yeah, their mind. Yeah. And I'm like, it's kind of the fancy stuff that you might see in old pubs and, you know, that you kind of You use a lot of gold leaf in your work, don't I you? I do, yeah, absolutely. But I also, I try to keep it really bright and modern and fun as well. Yeah. So sometimes I am making something quite traditional looking, which is fine, but my personal preference is as much colour. And as how possible. did it come about to get into sign painting? I did, in my final year at uni, I was doing a project um, 
which was to take a massive text and translate it into like a relevant medium. Yeah. And then what was your de- sorry, what was your degree in? It was in uh, graphic design and Got typography. <clears throat> so but it was quite heavily digital, but um, I went to LCC and so there was uh, letterpress there and screen printing and all these amazing yeah. resources. So I was always down there and getting my hands dirty. I much preferred that to the computer work. Um, but yes, yeah, so we had to do this project and at the time I was reading this HG Wells book. So I started looking at like the Victorian yeah. era and nice. signage and lettering yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which is beautiful. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll make some traditional signs. Um, but it was my final project and it was very rushed and I didn't know what I was doing. So I was screen printing all this glass. Uh, and then I graduated and that was great and everything. But then after uni, I think I had that thing where you've kind of just spent three years burning yourself out and yeah. using all your ideas and <clears throat> you don't know what to do with yourself kind of thing um but I thought oh that I really enjoyed that project and it'd be great to go back and actually learn how to do that properly yeah. and at the time I was in North London and um uh, art shop nearby was putting on kind of like classes with some sign painters so it, yeah it couldn't have come at a better time really and so I was like oh went along to that and I met a guy and I started working under him and learning and it kind of in my head, it's a really logical progression, yeah, but yeah. I think a lot of things did line up for that. To... I mean, it's a very pleasing process, isn't it? Oh, very, to, yeah. I've, I've got lost on YouTube many a time mm. watching people doing their Painting, song. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Where did you go from there? Um, so I was doing sign painting. It was probably like a summer and we were doing people's shops and all sorts of stuff. And I was learning about paint and brushes and working on different surfaces. But I think we did one job that was... Um, some gold leaf work on a window and I'd never done that oh, before nice. and then like, it totally got me and I was just like oh this is it glittering gold literally it had yeah, me and then I was yeah. just like like a magpie yeah I was like fuck all that other stuff <laughs> didn't want to know and then I was just like and then basically uh, it started getting cold and it was winter and I was like I don't want to be outside anymore yeah. so I stopped kind of doing that and I started I was working at home on my own anyway in my living room and um, I just started working on glass all the time because it's a just a perfect as, as standalone selling pieces or just not even uh, that wasn't even in my mind then really I didn't yeah. go into it going this is how I'm going to make money I was kind of just like in the uni mindset of like oh let's try this let's explore yeah, what that yeah. does let's learn about that that's interesting but did you have it in your mind that you wanted to be a sign writer like the person you was working with mm. I mean I guess maybe know... at the beginning I thought like oh this could be my job but yeah. I, I I don't think I'd really thought about it I was just like how can I keep learning yeah, about yeah, this and yeah. that was just a way of doing it um and then yeah i started doing stuff at home or making things that i thought was cool you know yeah. or that you know i would want to look at in my house or whatever um stinking the house out yeah definitely. <laughs> really 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 yeah. me. and uh yeah so just started making some cool stuff and then uh at the time i moved out of north london broke up with that guy moved back in with my mum and then thought like right no distractions yeah. let's do more of this and you've got nothing else on your plate I was like working part time in an office just for money um, but all my spare time I was at home and I was painting and I was truly stinking out of that room like fumes chemicals you everything sure it's got to sink into the plaster after a while and that the carpets and the bedding and... it was a wood floor but I didn't destroy it <laughs> it was bad it was, a, it was, a re- I was in a loft at my mum's it was a pretty small room um, 
Was it much ventilation? Well, they did have windows, but I was in there, I'd wake up and roll out of bed and start painting, paint, <laughs> nice. paint, paint all day, and then when I was tired, roll back into bed, and yeah. I was sleeping in that room with all the paint, like, it wasn't good. Yeah. I did that for maybe two years. So was it all trial and error? You had no tuition other than the first introduction? Um, no, I think definitely um, because of those art classes and stuff, I did meet other sign painters and also people my age who were also learning, yeah. and so there is a really, it's not a massive community, it's quite big now. But then it was quite a small community, but everyone was really um, helpful and they used to share it. It was yeah, none of this yeah. like closed off thing. They were like, oh, this, this is how years, you do this. Everyone just went digital as soon as it, that was available because yeah. it was cheaper for the consumer, if you like. Yeah, there is a lot of um, a lot of the older sign painters and stuff like that, I think, do talk about that they had to pack up their business or yeah. they had to adapt and they had to start doing those kind of signs yeah. because it's so much more affordable and it was a time when maybe people didn't, care as much if they had yeah. a hand-painted sign or who made it they just wanted it up there yeah. and if you know if you just open a business then there's a lot of money to spend there's a lot of costs so I don't know um but so I met lots of other sign painters through there and there's been some great people who um have continued to mentor me or I work with them and you learn from them and even yeah. online and Instagram and you think oh that's interesting how they done that and they put other things so I'm trying to myself put up more process videos yeah. I'm useless at it but I know that it's something that people enjoy. People enjoy watching them. I enjoy watching them. They're useful. Like it's cool. Even yeah. I enjoy watching process videos for stuff that I don't do, like pottery and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that looks great. It's so satisfying. Or so that's the kind of thing. Like I do. I guess on my Instagram stuff like that, I just put up the finished thing because yeah. that's the best looking mm. part of it, right? But then I guess there is real charm in the process as well, and so I'm trying to share that because I enjoy it. Yeah. The Simpsons, got to talk about The Simpsons. Yes. Presumably, you was a big fan since you was a child. Yeah. Um, they appear lots in your work. They do, yes. And the gold blends itself beautifully to their skin tone, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? So, I am the same age yeah. as The Simpsons. Nice. We are this, you know, and it's always been there in my life, but then there's definitely my whole generation of people my age all have this huge nostalgia yeah. for it and they love it and um yeah i don't know but i, I was still at my mum's when i made the first i made i painted a bart simpson because i was like trying to think of stuff to make and i don't know i was just messing around but um i thought like you know skin's yellow and it's gold ah. and i put it and i made it up and i put it up and somebody bought it straight away wow. and i was just like oh you know that was cool whatever and then someone was like oh you, could you do the homer one i was like yeah of course and it has not stopped. That endless. was like it's that endless. was like yeah, that was like five or six years ago. It has who doesn't like the Simpsons? Everybody likes it. But now because I've painted there are some things that I'll paint over and over again, but yeah. there are people with the Simpsons there's this real like any show I guess about the real niche jokes yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. real um, side characters that are only in it for a second and that's the stuff that people are asking me to paint now and just is getting more and more obscure and it's so funny. And when I put them up people are just like, Oh my god, I can't believe do you, get, do you get more of an enjoyment making the one from your head, the one that you've decided to paint, or the commissions? Mm, well, no, probably commissions. Yeah. Probably because people will come to me with like stuff that I had never considered yeah. doing. Or, the, you know, in my head, I think, oh, I'd love to do this or that. And then sometimes I get an email saying, oh, I want to get this. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. I've, got, I've wanted <laughs> yeah, to do that for that ages. Might. Yeah, but sometimes people will ask for the weirdest stuff, and I'm yeah. just like, that's so funny. I mean, we, I sit and watch Simpsons with my kids. My kids are 12 and 15. And they're laughing their socks off. And I remember when I first see it, I don't know, I must have been 
what was it, 30 years ago? Yeah, exactly. And I remember, it, it was amazing then. Yeah. How after all of this time can it still be properly, properly funny? Yeah, it is one of those things that's like held up as um, like an enduring yeah. thing that has lasted. There are real Simpsons purists who um, will not watch the new ones and they don't think that they're as good. And oh, oh, really? Yeah, definitely. Or they only watch the hand-painted ones? No, they watch, or they'll watch seasons, generally as a rule, maybe seasons 1 to 10 or 1 to 12. Wow. It depends who you ask. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's personal preference. I don't preference. remember myself being quite disappointed when I saw the clear crisp digital ones yeah it's kind of yeah it's not as nice it's weird isn't it? it the old ones just the style of illustration and the colours and like the fades in the background and stuff that's personally what yeah. I really really enjoy because I remember watching a, either watching something on it or reading about it in a magazine or newspaper and they said that they draw all the frames in America and then they sent them out to I don't know if it was the Philippines or Korea. somewhere out Korea possibly to be painted and then they all come back again and get filmed. Yeah. And it's got to be a lot easier for them now doing it on that. Well, definitely. Definitely. I think it's like a different beast now as well. And they do like mar like the merchandise and stuff like yeah. that is a lot more and they kind of put the lease out and stuff. I don't know. It did just get bought by Disney. Did it? I think so. Oh, I don't know about that sort of uh, thing. I don't know. Yes, but I probably know too much about The Simpsons. Maybe too many things. Can you, I mean, if you're, if you're doing it, using them for a living, you can't not know enough, well, can you, really? Well, kind of. It's nice, though. I get, like, you know, obviously I get emails every day asking about commissions and signs and uh, about a wedding sign or a new baby or yeah. uh, whatever it might be. Uh, and then maybe probably I'll get like these little diamonds in the rough that are just from a Simpsons person and they'll just be like actually full of Simpsons jokes all the way through the Brilliant. email yeah and it's just like so funny like yeah it makes my day it's really funny I've got a question here okay when was your first interest in art um, and who was your most influential artist would that apply to you in this field um Mm. Well, okay, so when I, I like always loved drawing um, and like painting stuff like that when I was a kid and then when I was doing my GCSEs, I was like, I loved that and I excelled it because I spent all my time mm. doing it and stuff like that. But I was doing, I thought like I was going to go to uni and do fine art, like oil paintings and stuff. When I was doing my A-levels, I was doing loads of oil paintings. That's what I was doing, like trying my best to do like photorealistic stuff like that. Um, and I loved it. And then I went and did my uh, foundation at Wimbledon where you go and you try out all these different things. Yeah, yeah like you go do photography and this and this and this. And you like, literally, really brutally, a few weeks doing each. Um, and I really took to like kind of more design. And I, it's something I'd never tried before. Yeah, it's not something that yeah. we covered in A-level. Like, it's just something that clicks inside that seems to and I was fit like, with your way of thinking. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is way more enjoyable and interesting yeah. and kind of... I don't, I don't know why I thought that like painting was the only thing that yeah. you could do um, and so yeah I just uh, I started doing that more and more and then when I had to go and do my degree that's the one that I chose to go and do yeah. um, so I guess I don't know when I was oil painting there was people that I liked and then when I was doing design I was like oh these people are great and then now I'm doing sign painting yeah. and there's like so many it's great how, how you have these little things in life you know the destination you're going in then all of a sudden something comes up that just puts you on a different Oh, absolutely, track. and then you completely forget about that yeah. other thing. And you're just like, oh, You're still an interest in it, but now you've got this new, this new world that you walk into, yeah. you know? And I mean, like, I'm still painting, but it's so different to yeah. the painting that I was doing, like, 10 years ago yeah. or whatever. 
Um, so I don't know, but also all the people that I look up to and like then all feed into it. So I might be looking at like the colors used in an oil mm. painting and think, God, they look great together. Or, you know, techniques used in something else um, and then it all applies. I know when I was in your last studio and we was looking at, what was the color? There was a, like a lilac color like this. Mm. Oh, that's, that may have even been the one we was looking at. Mm. They're colours that you use because they they are lead based, right? Yeah. They are so. Oh well, deep they're they're um, oil based enamels. Yeah, they are so deep in colour. They it, it can be re yeah really rich. Um, the pigments can be fantastic. Yeah. yeah I mean, what the, the one we're looking at there is a letter E, which has got the a gold. I don't. I wouldn't know how to describe the E. The, the surface is gold. Yes. The, and it looks like a shadow more or less. Is is um like a turquoise sitting on a pink background and it, it really does look quite stunning. Mm. I think those are the colours that I use. I use them a lot because I enjoy them, but then as a consequence, uh, customers want them because yeah. they see them and they like them as well. So yeah. it's just become this circle. And now like a lot of the work that I make uses loads of teal and turquoise and loads of pink. And it's just like they really, really heavily, those together, two colours. They really pop. They they really they really work well together, they really stand out, and so I keep doing it. And the gold, the gold just pops everything out. Gold's being used everywhere, everywhere with screen printers, but it looks so, so prestigious when you see it on a piece of glass or a mirror, because that's mm, where I saw it as a kid. The only place I'd see it is on, like I, I, I know I said to you before, when I was look, watching a guy in a, a painting in an accountant's window, I stood there for, I don't know, maybe, 10 minutes or so watching him painting but that's the only place we'd see it or in the in the big mirrors in pubs and stuff you know well that's it um also there is something about it it's that real magpie thing it's not necessarily something you yeah. see all the time and so when you do it really gets your eyes and it's really reflective and it's but it's like ancient yeah. you know and it's captivating yeah. and it's been captivating throughout history like people kill for it it's a it's a lot you know i mean as a sign painter it's got to shout out as you're walking down the street and catch your eye wherever you see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just a treat, I guess. If, uh, if you're in certain parts of London and they've got loads of sign painting or they've, you know, banks or whatever, then you know it's going to be yeah. there. But there's, it's lovely when you, or like even people's transoms above their front door, yeah, if it's yeah, survived. Yeah. If you're walking down and you spot something, you think, oh, that's lovely. It's a, like can a rare you, treat. Can your eye tell the difference between something that's been there you know, dozens of years and one that's brand new? Um, uh, I don't know. I guess you're looking at like the style of it. Yeah. Um, like the style and shape of the lettering, like the quality of it and whether it's um, like worn out, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Like, mm. uh, I don't know. It depends. I mean, you don't do much on the street yourself. <laughs> you just say, oh, fucking frosty. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to give that up for the sign painting. <laughs> There's a thing. There's a thing I heard that someone called uh, sign painting the second oldest business oh, after wow. the yeah, first. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I'm not like I don't work on site a lot. Like, I don't leave my studio because I have loads of work that keeps me here, and yeah. it's fucking lovely yeah. here. <laughs> so nice. why would I want to? Yeah. But I do do stuff, and it gets up there. Sometimes I do go on site, or I assist other sign painters working on site, which is fine. I don't mind doing that. Um, or if I, if it's a shop facial, whatever, like Tessa's or. Um, then obviously it does get put up. But I see you put something up about Tessa Metcalf, who, who, who you just mentioned. Yeah. You've done the top of her shop stroke studio. Mm. And I saw that you put up that it was your first 
did you call it a bifold or, or double piece? Oh, or? that was uh, so that was separate to that. So we did. Tessa got in touch three years ago when she was opening her shop, and she was like, "I'm opening my shop. I want it to look great." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay, great." So um, I designed this sign, and um, Ash Bishop, who I work with a lot, who's another sign painter, helped me to make it. So we made this sign, and we put it up, and then I've made various other signs for her that were hanging in the shop yeah. window, and um, gilded the corbels on her shop and stuff. Um, that's like a real like labour of love ongoing yeah. project I love hanging out there it's brilliant um, why was I bringing that up I don't know you asked about Tessa's shop the double oh the folding sign um, but then she so she does a lot of like um, conventions and fairs and oh, London tattoo conventions and so she wanted a smaller version half size version of her sign but she also needed to be able to transport it so we did a half size and we cut it in half and it's got um, like piano hinges on yeah, the back. Yeah, that's um, the bit I didn't make because I've seen it above her shop. Yeah, I saw it folded in half, like a full. I presumed it's hanging. You'll see it. It's one. hanging in her shop, and so when she goes, she can take it with her, and yeah. it's a smaller version. But that was, um, yeah, just trying to work out how to make them. Well, when I was trying that, the first time I came across your work was a little while ago. I was sorting out a podcast with Emily Mannis. And I saw that you'd done one for her, um, which I've seen she takes it around with her, doesn't she? Yeah, so that's her. yeah, that's the thing. Um, like like anything, I've done like a fair few of those that because people do travel and go to conventions, yeah. particularly tattoo artists, yeah. um, and they want they usually have a banner or something like that. Yeah. But these are things that like, I love the idea of that that they get an artist to do their work because they could easily just go to a printers and, and or do it themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, you sort of pretty much already answered this one. I put, when did you realise you wanted to be an artist? I don't know if I ever thought it could be my job. I didn't think, um, oh, this will be my career. I'll make a living off this. And it was uh, because, like you know, I've worked in pubs and shoe shops and yeah, retail yeah. and, you know, done all the same shitty jobs everybody does. Um, and then even when I was at uni, I was still working and all that stuff. And when I left, I was like doing um, like an office job, secretarial mm. stuff. Um, and then I was starting to paint, sign paint more and more. And I kind of just kept running those two things side by side. I think that thing of like people who are like, just jump in, yeah, just yeah, do yeah. it, quit your job and it's, do your it's thing. It's Absolutely don't do that. It's, don't do that. It's a terrible idea. It's terrifying. 100% ease into it. Like, take oh, your time. Well, thanks for that. I've just took voluntary redundancy to take up our full time. So, yeah, run, th thanks for, for feeling <laughs> Just run with it. For me personally, it was something that I was like, I need... Um, using gold leaf is very expensive. Yeah, and yeah. to learn to use it... Um, it's a it, when you've got no money going oh, I'm going to use gold leaf yeah. throw it on the floor I've got a good idea <laughs> it, it, was, it was a lot of money for ages I wasn't yeah. I didn't make any money you can get the cheaper one but it shows you it's the cheaper one yeah it? and so uh, I was still working in an office like, and then it, you know, I took it down to like 70-30 I was working and then 50-50 nice. and then I was like oh, okay taking a few days off and then I can do that and then eventually I was like it was going better and I was like you know what I think job was getting in the way I was like yeah actually full time I can do this now and I think it's going to go okay and so I was you know kind of but it was nice to kind of have that um Get security yeah. yeah absolutely and then even even only then I was still doing it working out my room my mum's house um and then I think maybe the point where I was like 
not just making beer money. And I was like, oh, you know what? I th- like I'm gonna find a studio space. I yeah. think I'm making. I can afford to spend three hundred pounds renting out a space for me to make to nice. do this. You know, and that was in my head. I was like, oh, like that made me take it a bit more seriously. And like I had a destination to travel to to work. Yeah. I wasn't just fucking around in my bedroom. Yeah. And so I think that was like probably the the exact moment that I was like, oh, this could be my job. Um, did, Even did people I meet, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Even people I meet now, I'm, I'm like. I'm a sign painter, and they're like, "Is that your, your job? Is that your full time job?" And I'm like, "Yep, yes. I can't no, believe it either." I mean, I come from, as you can, you know, get by my accent. I come from a very working class background. I was a criminal tear away to all my early adult life, and when I was telling my friends that I was that not only was I was into fine art, or not only was I into art, that I was. I'd given up everything for yeah. it. My, my whole way of thought and, like, you know, my criminal background, all, all my friends that um, I used to knock about with knocked them all on the head for art. They was either convinced I was up to something, like I yeah. was sort of defrauding me in some way. But everyone was going, oh, you can be a, a sign writer. That's what everyone was saying. Mm. No one had any, any thoughts of um, being an artist because the only person we ever saw with a brush was people on the side of removal vans and, yeah you know what I mean it's a, tra- it's a trade also I don't um I don't call myself an artist do you not no I'm in this weird grey area where I think what I'm doing is a service is a trade but also I'm doing the fancy end of it yeah so I do do stuff that's for do you pubs see it, and restaurants do you see it as a craft yes yeah I do because because I I personally think I know there is crossovers bloody everywhere you know, and, yeah. and I don't see it. I see everyone who's creating as an artist, mm. you know? I think I'm probably just, like, just a bit shy and embarrassed about saying it. I would never walk around saying that. So I was like, oh, yeah, sign painter. And then people are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, but it's a but nice it, sign it, painting. Yeah, but it doesn't... Yeah, see, then you're trying to justify sign painting because everyone sees it, sign painting, sign writing, as a side of removal. Yeah. Me, as a side of removal. Right? Yeah, I don't they know. They don't see this beautiful stuff you've got hanging on the wall here. It is a weird grey area that I'm in because I will um, do commissions for corporate offices and mm. then I will do like um, bathroom signs for pubs and then I will have an exhibition of all my own work yeah. and be like, this is super fancy, look at these amazing things. So it is all of these things. I, I like, just be I like one thing. coming up the stairs here, I saw that you'd made your mark on the bathroom <laughs> just outside Everybody the can door, find yeah. the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's important. But where does it stop? Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. It's lots of things, but I See, that, never say I'm That sort of stuff, I presume, would be your bread and butter. Oh, sort of, time, um, yeah. Like them, them bathroom ones, I could imagine them. You could just sell them for the rest of, of your career. They are really popular. Also, most people have got a bathroom. Yeah, so. <laughs> that narrows it down, doesn't yeah. it? So it's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of made that... I can't remember why I made the first one. So maybe someone asked for it, and then I made it, I ordered a whole bunch of the glass, and I made them, and they are popular. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like, yeah, very bread and butter kind of thing. Good. I, like, you know, if I had a choice, I would be doing these huge, fantastic... And away from this, looking at your Instagram, you, have, you know, your, your Instagram is pretty much just sign writing Simpsons, the odd pint of beer, and lots of number plates. Yeah. Where did that come from? Oh, I don't know. There was just, there, On my mum's road, there's one 
that spells mischief. And uh, I t- just took a photo of it once and I thought it was funny. And then I think, there, then I spotted another one like a week later and then I put that up and it sort of snowballed, it's not that kind of thing, you know. And then when you start putting them up online, like yeah. I get loads of people sending me Simpson stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, but then now with the plates, people are also spotting them it's, everywhere. You are the number of like, I've done it myself. I've done one, I don't know, I've seen one a couple of weeks ago that I, I saw, I put up online. I can't even remember. Oh, it was too fat to run or something like that. And I said that was, that was uh, the reason I don't do the marathon or run for a bus <laughs> or something. But um, yeah, that's, I've always seen them as quite corny. Um, they are, they're, and, they're but, ridiculous. But I've got to say, you've changed my mind on them, just seeing them all the time. Now they've become a, a fun thing, you know? Yeah, to, oh, they're ridiculous. See. They're so daft. But also, it's just, you know, if you're walking down the road, it's a bit more interesting. Also, um, like, I'm dyslexic. And it doesn't affect my life in any awful way. I mean, I'm appalling at, I'm appalling at maths. Yeah. But, like, um, but uh, I think I have, you know, sometimes I get letters the wrong way around and stuff like that. But I think I have this thing of, like, um, also with the sign painting, I don't see, like, like letters or numbers as what they are. I see them as, like, pictures yeah, now. Because so, yeah. they, they work in reverse. Everything's backwards. Yeah, so yeah, they're just yeah, images yeah. to me. They're not letters all the time. But um, with the number plates, I'm like, you know, I'll just... Uh, even at a glance, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Or whatever it is. I can You see it much quicker, I well, guess? ironically, when you sent me through your new postcode... Oh, yeah. I looked at your new postcode I and I thought, I thought, that is so one of her fucking number plates. I know. When I first saw it, I was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see it with a yellow background, you know? So bad. Um, yeah, so you get those sent to you. I know, yeah. I see Riker sent one to you oh, yeah, a little yeah, while yeah. ago as well. I see his name popping up on one, which made me chuckle. Yeah, but people um, do, like, I get tons of them now, all yeah. the time. Because you'd sort of look at silly number plates that you can buy online. Oh, you know, yeah, with yeah, With swear yeah. words and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And since I've been following you online, I even I even looked at one that had, because my Instagram name is Mizog Art. Um, I, I was it, I was on it a while ago when we was looking for a number plate to buy for someone, and um, I just put Mizog in and, and I saw one that worked really. Oh, well. it's like the funnest thing. Yeah, That's the funnest in, game. And it was only like two and a half hundred quid as well, and I thought, shall I? Shall I not? Um, oh, absolutely! Enough. I do that all the time. I had I think I'm watching like three different ones on my eBay. I don't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> so really, you're just buying a number plate. You could go and get that made up. You don't have a so car to So you would just own the rights to that. I would. Do, I'd buy. I. I think I will get one when I eventually buy a car, and then I will put it on. Is you? What are they? Can you say or? What? Uh, yeah. One is just like Hughes, but like some of the letters yeah, have changed, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a pretty good one. Uh, one was uh, BYOB, and then my initials. Oh nice. Like Springer and yeah. Boo, same uh, I can't remember what the other one is. You're gonna to have to get about eight cars, aren't you, to accommodate them all? I just, I just need one fucking car. It's well, what my boyfriend would say. <laughs> I see, I see a thing on the on the news last night. They were talking about those electric scooters, mm. and by law, they're supposed to have a number plate. Oh, so yeah. you could get yourself a scooter. A scooter, that's the thing. But also because now I, I live right. so close to my studio, like where where am I driving? Oh, I, I can't answer that. I've got nowhere to go. Just go the long way round. Take a detour through some traffic. Have, you could even paint it yourself. It, it'd make the ideal um, background colour, wouldn't it? It'd be a gold background. Do you with... think if you get if you go speeding and you get flashed, it would... Oh, that, it's yeah, probably yeah. very illegal and not okay to do it. <laughs> no, no, that'd be fun though, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd cost you 
three points and 60 quid. Yeah, exactly. Or six points, whatever it is, but you'd have a little official photograph from the police nothing, force. Nothing, <laughs> just a bounce. Yeah, yeah. What piece you've created do you hold most dear? Mm, I hold most dear. I don't know. There's definitely ones that I've spent a lot of time working on, and like like with anything, when you spend a lot of time around it, you sort of get a bit attached to it. Yeah. Um. Some ones for my last exhibition, I spent a long time making, and I did a lot of processes I hadn't done before, and they'd worked, and I was like really pleased with them. And I'm quite critical of most of the stuff I make um, or I like it for like a day and then I'm like oh no this is wrong and this is bad or whatever um, but there was some that I made for my show that I really really liked but you know I, I did sell them because yeah, yeah. I've got to make money um, I don't know I guess it's anything that I it's usually stuff that I've made and designed and it's not, mm. not for anyone else and so it's 100% what I wanted to do um, Has there been one of those where you've made it and thought, I'm not going to sell this, I'm going to put it indoors, or this is ideal for so and so, I'm not going to sell it, I'm going to give it to mm, this person. Sometimes, if I have made something and I think it's right up someone's street, I will say to them before, I, if I don't put it up for sale, I'm just like, like, I've made this, do you want first dibs? And sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. Um, I did make a... Um, like a toucan Guinness thing recently. Oh, I see that. That's I really cool. liked, yeah. And then uh, some, uh, somebody had kind of asked me to make it, but I hadn't heard back from them for ages. And so I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just paint it. Yeah. And I did. And then it was in here for a few weeks. And I was like, oh, God, I love that. And then I said to my boyfriend, oh, should we put it in the kitchen? And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And then How big was it? Only smallish. Yeah. It was like A3. Um, and, but then the woman got in touch and she was like, yeah, I'd love to buy it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, like, okay. Well, yeah, but also like, you know, as much as I do like hanging out with them, I do think like, that's my mortgage. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. Well, that's whatever. So. That's what you're doing it for. It's, it's my job. Yeah, I can't hold on to them all, you know, so yeah, you've got, you've got to sell them really. Where do you go to relax? Or how do you relax? Um, to the... <laughs> Harper? I thought that, I was trying I mean, to say, is that why you've not got a car? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> because your love for the pub is more than your love for the well, number. Well, I mean, Uber, Uber makes it pretty easy for me to just go to the pub. I deliver work and then just Uber back. Yeah. Um, I do really enjoy hanging out in the pubs of London. Genuinely, I love travelling around different parts of London. I love being taken to pubs I haven't been to before because that's getting rarer. Um, or travelling to pubs that I know I've got beautiful signs in yeah. all kinds of stuff like I love like the culture of pubs is so dear to me mm. so uh, I do absolutely love doing that um, that's a culture that's dying though isn't it kind I mean, the trendy of. ones are staying behind but the trendy ones are okay but where we are right now is um, it used to be very famous for having 50 pubs and it's a very small area mm. and now a lot of them have closed like a lot of them closed years and years ago um, but there's still tons of pubs here and they are proper pubs. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, I do like it here. I think there there are still lots of nice pubs that, you know, the kind of pubs that I like, but they are maybe a bit further out and they are definitely closing more and more, which is a shame, but it just makes me determined to go and hang out in them and 
you know, try and keep them there. Oh, is that your, is that what you're doing? You're, I mean, you're really, helping the local area yeah. by getting on it yeah. three or four times a week. Really, I'm a philanthropist. <laughs> I don't oh, even like drinking. I'll see you in a yeah. different light. You're such a kind I, I struggle through person. that first pint, you know. <clears throat> Because even when you're on holiday, and oh, that makes you sound like I'm a fucking stalker. On your Instagram, when you're putting, like, when you're away. Oh, definitely, yeah. It, you'll see, you can't stay away from the sign, written text that you'll see in in any bar that you oh, go into. Oh, absolutely. But that is, you know, if I'm going, I went to Bristol the other week, or like if I'm going abroad, or I'm going over to Ireland, or wherever I'm going on holiday, I will always do like a really deep Google search at what nice. pubs are there and you know, what's about and ask people. Um, but yeah, there was a pub in Bristol the other week that had a beautiful sign in it. And like... Where was that one that what, you was filming and installing it and it was fucking massive. It looked uh, about maybe six by was. four feet or something. So that was made by um, Ash Bishop at Brilliant Signs and he <clears> um, brought me in to just help gild some windows in this nice. pub because it was a massive pub and they needed to get it done. Oh, but the, yeah, and there's a good crossover like that with different... Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, Ash is brilliant. Um, that that pub is uh, in Hammersmith Station. Oh yeah, yeah, like in like half of it goes outside, but a lot of yeah. it is inside it. Um, yeah, they were hanging that, and also you know it's tough and glass weighs a ton. It was huge. Yeah. It was framed, and you know there was like six or seven guys lifting it, and I was just standing there filming it, going, "Oh my god, I hope I'm not like I don't <laughs> want to film this being broken or dropping or whatever." Well, I did on on top of my daughter's door. We we in our in our house. It, and the um, right outside of Peking Dawes is a window, and this was about two years ago. And I, she wanted her name on there in glitter, so I, I done it. You know, she was only sort of like nine or ten at the time, so I done it, and it looks okay. Using the glitter is just such a poor, poor. It's not even second. Oh well, like no, well, like I use it uh, loads in my work, like anything shiny. Oh, no, that I, I mean, can com- stick. compared to the silver. Oh, what right, I could yeah. have used, you know. Yeah, yeah. When I like just sitting here now, when I you know look at your work, you had a, on the last last time I come to your studio, you had an H mm. in a and her name's Hannah, and um, I just looked at that H and I thought, why, why, what was I thinking? <laughs> what, <laughs> you do the best you can with yeah. what you have, you know. I mean, she she wanted glitter, you know. She's yeah. a bloody nine year old girl. That's you know? all. That's all they want. <clears throat> that's all nine year old girls want. Your exhibition. You've done a, I don't know how long ago that was now, what's that? Uh, nine months ago? No, months? November. However long ago. Yeah, nine yeah. months ago. That was pretty massive, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, that was, it went well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that that's when you said that you don't see yourself as an artist. I know. I did think to myself, well, I'm sitting here now in your studio looking at your wall with these framed... Paintings. And now we're about to talk about your Exhibition. your one person show. And but you're not an artist. Oh, I don't know. I, just, I think I just I wouldn't say that. If people are like, what do you do? I don't go, I'm an artist. I just I get I think it's cringy for me because yeah. I'm just no, embar- I'm embarrassed. Courses, isn't yeah, courses for courses. Yeah. I mean that's the thing is us British have got the really bad thing of putting ourselves down. Oh, all the time. And we don't, and especially working class people, because we don't want to feel like we're getting a bit above our station, sort of. Or you don't, you don't want to do that and then it go wrong and then, you yeah. know, get knocked back for it or it'd be embarrassing or it get taken away. Whereas or, the Americans you know. are the bloody opposite. Oh yeah, like, look at me. I'm yeah, look how brilliant I am. And then you sort of look at it and you go, well, actually, it's yeah. sort of... Uh, I think I'd rather be, like, disparaging but make good work yeah. than... 
you and five other artists, past and present, what would be your ideal group show? Oh my gosh. It's one of my questions. Uh, oh my god, I don't know. Maybe I'd have like, re like each, like a different, completely different um, style of work. So I would have like some sculpture and then maybe have like some beautiful oil painting, like Renaissance, and then maybe, God, I don't know, some cool film, maybe, some film nice. art installation. Um, oh my God, I have no idea. Do you think you could turn artworks that you like into your style easy enough, using the gold for you know? Um, but within reason, yes, I have done things. I mean, doing doing something with a painting, which which you've already done with the Simpsons. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you kind of can. Like, people send me all kinds of stuff, and they're like, "Can you paint this?" And like, unless I can bring something to it, or that putting gold leaf on it's going to make it something a bit different yeah. or a bit aside from what it originally was. Otherwise, there's not much point. Um, then yeah, sometimes I do do that. Yeah. And then just just as you was talking then and saying about earlier, saying about how you paint sometimes. How do you find the swapping over of the process? Because I was just looking at the um, Lisa Simpson there, and I'm just imagining, as you're talking, I'm imagining how you laid that down, and it is all back to front, isn't it? If, uh, yeah, and so, but, and also even if you, uh, it doesn't really apply, you wouldn't tend to ever sign paint on the surface of glass unless you really had to, um, because then it's exposed to the elements and it can be removed or worn away um but if you are sign painting normally you tend to be painting on the surface of stuff so you would put down your shadow and then your mm. main color and then your outline last yeah. but the way i work is you, i'd put my outline on first and then i'd put the other colors and then the shadow and then whatever else and then once usually once all the paints on then i'll put the gold leaf on and then after that maybe the uh, mother of pearl or whatever else is going on last kind of the most decorative thing i tend to put on last because you use a lot of different textures mm. um and how, how does that mother of pearl work? It just, it's um, super fine, um, super thin sheets and it comes and it's kind of like um, been lacquered. It's sort of like a composite and they've been put together mm. and then it's lacquered and then it can be broken up or cut or however you want to do it. And some of them are very natural, so they'll be like white mother of pearl. Um, and some have had like uh, kind of like color lacquer put over the top, so they're colors that you won't find in nature yeah so some are like super bright aqua or like lavender and like those aren't necessarily i was looking at um buying some gold leaf well i did buy some gold leaf a little while ago fucking hell it's endless isn't it there are you can get yeah definitely it just goes on and on and on yeah there is a lot what's your favorite to work with i use um 23 karat gold leaf i could use 24 but it's just more expensive Um, but it gives a really gorgeous, like deep, rich um, luster. The colour is great. Um, from a place called Handovers, an art shop, who are fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can get red gold and lemon gold yeah. and white gold and all kinds of stuff. Um, and loose and transfer and it's pretty endless. But it's great. Um, there are more companies, there's a place in Amsterdam and there's a really old um, company in Chicago, America, who produce their own gold leaf and it's starting to come over here a bit more, like the movement of it, it's yeah, a bit easier yeah. now. Um, and so it's great to be able to try out 
gold from other brands and see how that works yeah. and stuff like that. It's nice. And is there a lot of difference between the how pliable it is and definitely it can be like it can be super thin or quite thick or it just depends and it depends on like what you're using it for um, and how quick how fast drying you need to be or slow drying or mm. how you're going to apply it what tools you're going to put it on with it's endless yeah I can imagine yeah if you wasn't a sign painter or an no I'm going to change this <laughs> <laughs> if you wasn't an artist mm. <laughs> a little shrug of the eyebrows if yeah. you can do such a thing. If you wasn't an artist, what yes. would you like to be? Publican. Super. <laughs> I would. Uh, like we, t- me and my fella, talk about it. Like one day, like we just run a pub. But I don't know if we just like sitting in pubs or whether we'd want to run it because it's hard work and we don't know anything about running pubs. But I'm um, passionate about that. I've and it's in pubs. It's probably the only thing that I know as much about as than this. Yeah, when I was about 15, my dad got a pub. My mum and dad were separated for ever. But, um, yeah, my dad got a pub. And 15, that's a pretty choice age. Oh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But it's, it's very hard, very much hard work. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But I've got um, a couple of my friends are, and I don't know, yeah, things are cool. Would that mean giving this up, though? Well, no, because I'd make all the signs for the pub as well. It would be like a... Yeah, but then you're buying your own work then, aren't you? Yeah, but I'd have the best-looking pub. Yeah, yeah. there's no denying that. It would, it would be amazing. What have you got coming up? I am just doing normal work at the moment. At the moment, like, summertime is very much wedding season for me, so I'm nice. making tons of wedding stuff for people. Um, but usually I have an exhibition every two years and obviously I've just had my third one so this year is like a year off Mm. Um, but I am going to hopefully go to Ibiza in September to um, the Pikes Hotel which is a very famous historical hotel Um, it's where they filmed Club Tropicana and like um, Freddie Mercury used to stay there and Grace Jones it's like very um, historically fantastic all this stuff um, but they, I made some work for some people who work for them and they saw my work and they really liked it and so I've made a bunch of signs that are there now hanging and but they want me to go over and have like a little mini exhibition oh, there nice. and like I don't nice. get to travel well, anywhere nice for my job no, so well, I was well, like well. oh yeah I'd absolutely love to but also hopefully um, Grace and Emily and a couple of the other tattooing girls are also going to go over at the same time and kind of have a pop up a couple of tattoo days there as well so yeah. it'd be kind of like a convergence of so they better have a bit of alcohol, or a bit of extra, well, extra booze brought in. Maybe. What's, what, we're talking about your artwork being abroad. Mm. What country is synonymous with sign writing? I could imagine it being sort of like Latin America or something, having lots of, lots of it around... I don't know about like um, like sign painting in general like is everywhere all over the world like India has amazing colourful yeah. fantastic um, sign painting stuff like that but it is everywhere but specifically like gold and glass work somewhere like Paris has got like all the bakeries and boulangeries yeah, and stuff like yeah. that they've got tons of that stuff um, Barcelona I saw a whole bunch of it I'm not super well travelled unfortunately so I don't know I haven't seen loads of stuff firsthand, but um, Paris definitely, like, you could walk around for a day and just see absolutely loads of beautiful, not mm. only like the shape of the lettering, but really well done. Yeah. Yeah. They, but it's all used the same, all made the same way, I presume. 
Yeah, it depends on when it was done because there were um, like sign making companies who had factories and who were screen printing and had all kinds of different processes because they were making so much of it. But obviously, that's less now. Um, but some Did you some screen print any carved. No, I've done it once because um, it was for an alcohol brand and they wanted um, thirty like A3 size things and their artwork was quite fine and I was like how can I faithfully replicate their really detailed artwork and also not spend a mm. month doing this and so I got a yeah, screen made up but this table there was a thing behind there and that is a screen printing table and that big thing is an exposure unit yeah. which I got after I left uni um, I haven't got cool, it? it's wicked and I haven't let go of it and I've lugged it around and up all those stairs and all over the place but you I can't just, get rid like, of that because it's so compact oh, yeah I know but also, I'm not using it enough. Like, eventually, maybe in a few years, I'm probably going to move out of London and try and get just a place that has more room so I can set, aside, like, set it up properly and use Where it. Where do you fancy going, out of London? Anywhere. It's not sustainable being here, really. It's shame, It is what it is. It's, it's annoying in that, like, my family is here and stuff like that, but realistically, like, this studio is really decent size and it's close to home and, like, we're just just outside of London um, which is fine but like I think I'm a bit greedy I want a bit more space and want to be able to do more stuff yeah. and also like it's peace and quiet isn't it really I don't know well people were, over the last 10, 15, 20 years they're, people have been moving to the next town away from yeah. London yeah, yeah, yeah. but now people are moving a county away you know People, tons of um, young people are like moving down to Margate mm. or like, like they're just starting up. If a whole bunch of creative people just move to a place and they can get on with it. But I wouldn't mind like just being in the middle of nowhere as long as there's a pub nearby. <laughs> have, you, have you worked pissed? Have I worked pissed? Oh yeah, it's not good. No, I just can't do it. I can't fucking paint. What, what? You can still get, you can do the gold after a couple of pints, but my, my brush goes too Have you long. ever come in the next day and gone, what the fuck was I thinking? I there? think once, and then I was like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media? My Instagram, Alex, at Alex Mayhews. Twitter is the same, but I don't really use it so much. I just send no. images there. Um, my website, alexmayhews.co.uk. Well, Alex, that is all of my questions asked. Awesome. Thank you very much Thank for your you. time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there we go, Alex Mayhews. If you could have seen her face when I asked her that last question, if you wasn't an artist, what would you like to be? She looked at me, raised her eyebrows, as if to say, I told you I don't like being called an artist. But her story was one of those that I love. She was convinced she wanted to become a painter, and then a few little experiences pushed her completely off of that course onto another. And as we mentioned on here, go over to her Instagram page and just see if it doesn't raise her smile. I mean, gold leaf Simpsons, does it get any better? She touched on here about two of her friends who are tattoo artists, Grace Neutral and Emily Malice. Emily was in episode number 30. We spoke about how women like them are absolutely rocking the tattoo world at the moment. We also spoke about society's slowly changing attitude to women who adorn tattoos. I'm going to keep this outro short and sweet. But just before I do go, I'd just like to mention the Pod Bible. It's a bi-monthly podcast magazine brought out by Scroobius Pip 
Stu Whiffin and My Name Is Ad. It's the one-stop shop for everything podcast. And the next edition coming out when this episode is released, you'll find a half-page ad on the Mizog Art Podcast, where you'll find a rather attractive middle-aged man adorning an orange boiler suit advertising this old podcast. But if you're listening to this, you're into podcasts, go and have a look, find out more information for yourself. That's the Pod Bible. So I'm going to leave it there, and I think I'll go over and take a little photograph of the uh, Mick Jagger letterbox. So as I say every week, on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast, if you're able to leave a comment, like, or subscribe, please do all three. Not only does it help us as a podcast, but it helps anyone who's looking for an art podcast. So thanks for listening, and until next week, ta-da. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.